0: Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? (laughs) Leslie, guess what today is?
1: It's hump day. (laughs) Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Yeah, I like it.
2: Hump day, middle of the week day, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. That is always a very good thing. By the way, before we get to the uh, congressman... Did you hear what happened to this judge in the Parkland shooting case? She got yeah, she got um well and here's what happened. Here's all she did, all right? She got in a couple of give and takes with the defense, all right? They were saying things that weren't correct. She challenged them on and said, "You're in my courtroom. You know, stand up and fly right basically." Which was what mo- most judges do, yeah, typically. And then the other was after uh the uh, life in prison verdict came down because uh, a couple of uh of jurors would not vote for the death penalty idiots <laughs> uh bottom line is that they uh, uh they gave him life in prison she uh, she came down and she gave uh, hugs to yeah. the prosecutors and said i meant to give hugs to the uh, defense but they packed up and Valmousse as quickly as they could yeah,
1: took the and went home yeah
2: so anyway um, she's, I mean, what she's she, she do uh, I mean what did she do wrong I
1: mean what did she do wrong that's ridiculous
2: she hugged the prosecutors I guess that was the big thing it showed it showed that she had I guess um, maybe a little bit of empathy for the prosecutors. What was the
1: judge in Dallas when the when the tragic shooting where the young lady came home she's a police officer she came home went to the wrong apartment thought it was hers. The kid from Harding uh-huh. shot and killed the kid. I remember th- after she sentenced that woman to prison, she came down and hugged that lady and gave her a Bible. Well, nobody was raising Cain about that. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: it depends. I guess you had to be there. Is what you gotta. You gotta be there. You, gotta, you know. You I, the, I mean, I mean, we right just.
1: There. It's like it's like the it's like so many people are just stuck on stupid today. I mean,
2: it's been a while. They've been stuck on yeah. the that's that's Congressman knows madness, about that. Yeah, right. we can talk about that yeah. with Congressman uh, Westerman. Congressman Westerman joins us uh, from uh, District 4. How are you doing, Congressman? How are things going?
3: Great, day Back up here in D.C. Uh, <clears throat> hoping to get some appropriation bills passed this week, among other things. But uh, um, not like in Arkansas, but it's, uh, it's going fine. Considering
2: everything, well, I came in today at uh, six thirty-five, and it was ninety-one degrees. This election yeah, sounds
3: like uh, sounds like late July in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot.
2: No, no, it's 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 climate change, Congressman. You know, the world is. I saw a story. I swear to God, I saw a story yesterday that said the world may come to an end because of climate change in twenty twenty-five. Did you happen to see that?
3: Uh, which which one? I mean, they've been <laughs> saying that since, uh, since the seventies. Yeah, you're right. Since there's, the seventies, there's, there's a new prediction. Seems like every every day. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a had a reporter ask me yesterday about whether he was there, uh, is it, should, asking about trees and said something about the. Uh, Uh, would would the democrats plan to solve climate change reduce carbon emissions i said sure it would Said you take fossil fuels away and it would reduce climate emissions it would kill a lot of people and there'd be less people to emit uh, greenhouse gases so yeah their plan would would probably work in that regards but uh it's uh i think she was from the washington post it's it's a you, you you ought to be up
2: here and be around it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, thank you, but I'll pass on that. Let me. What do you think about the president? Now, this is something kind of weird. He wants to put stuff in the atmosphere. Is that right? And make it like it's like it it's it's, it's twilight time or something. That's crazy. So the sun's not shining on the earth or something. Has, has he said that? Well, yeah, I he's he's, he's mentioned one. it.
3: So I was at a. Uh, a reception. This is probably five or six years ago, and there was NASA and a bunch of space stuff. And this this guy came up and cornered me, and I was was joking at first, but he was like, "Congressman, it's it's doomsday." And he was he was a scientist with NASA. He said, "The only thing, the only hope we got is we need to start uh, exploding nuclear bombs inside volcanoes to create." Uh, a lot of particles in the atmosphere to block the sunlight and, uh, and I thought you're on the on the taxpayer dole there working at NASA <laughs> there big boy I, I I honestly thought he was playing a a prank, but he was as serious as he could be
2: yeah, you thought you thought yeah. that perhaps he you know he was from some some magazine that you know writes ridiculous stuff, and he was he was serious, wasn't so
1: he so let me get straight, this guy wanted to create nuclear Winter. To combat climate change. Exactly. I mean, that's crazy. Now, my question is, okay,
2: let's say you guys actually went through with it. Here's my question. How do you get all that stuff out of the atmosphere after it cools down a little bit?
3: Well, I guess you, you solve the you, you solve the problems as you create them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... it's that's, that, I, will, I will admit that's the only time I've had anybody in person mention that. I've read stuff about it. Yeah. But I didn't know Biden had got a briefing Biden, on it. Biden
2: was, evidently has had a briefing yeah. on it. He's been talking. He's he's mentioned it a couple of times in speeches. And uh, I heard it, and I just shake my head, and I go, man, we need to get rid of this guy. <laughs> Speaking about getting rid of this guy, tell us how, how do you feel about what the Speaker of the House has been saying? He's been talking about a impeachment uh uh, looking at uh, impeachment for the president because there is a lot of information coming out people have got to be concerned about
3: oh yeah and you know people i think we still need to be patient we don't need to rush into this like the democrats tried to do on trump for no real reason uh but i think the evidence is is there and it's it's pretty strong evidence. I was in the uh, When we get back to D.C., we have a meeting with the chairman of all the committees and uh, the, the majority leader to go over bills and things we're working on. So I always get a, an update from Jamie Comer and Jim Jordan in that meeting as, as well as others. But uh, this stuff with uh, the LLCs and the money coming in, uh, this isn't just something that's made up i mean they've got records of that uh, the, the fact that biden said so many times that uh, he had no contact or anything with hunter biden and his businesses and or any of his business associates and then uh the white house spokesperson came out this week and said that uh you know joe wasn't in business with hunter but walking back all the stuff about the, the contact and this um this guy that's going to testify next week, I can't remember his name, but um, I, I think there's just a growing amount of evidence, and it's, it's pretty simple. It's like pure violation of the Constitution with bribery if all of this stuff pans out. So I think, I think we're getting to the point where you're going to hear people talking more about impeachment, unfortunately. But I, think that's the, I think the Democrats probably want that more than anybody because they, they don't want to see him run again.
2: No, that's true. I saw a story yesterday said 69% of eligible voters say they don't want Biden to run again. They they want him to run away, in fact.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing you said, Congressman, that really resonated with me a few seconds ago, and it's so true. You said on the subject of impeachment that, you know, we're talking about everything, uh, and you said, unfortunately— and that is the case. And and I really appreciate you saying that because it, it's the right attitude to have. Nobody should get excited about having to impeach a president. It is unfortunate. But it's got to be formed off of foundation of facts, right?
3: Exactly. And it re- reflects poorly on our country if you have a president impeached. And it, it also reflects poorly on a country when you impeach uh, in- try to impeach a president without facts, like the you know, the whole first impeachment thing on Trump was about the Russian collusion, so-called Russia collusion, which really was a hoax. It was uh, based on a, the Steele dossier that was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign and substantiated by the FBI. Um, and I mean, that was, that was a, a show is all that was and with, with no basis for impeachment. Uh, so that's why I say you've got to get your facts together, and it's got to be something real. And it is unfortunate if you uh, have to go through the impeachment process of a U.S. president. Yeah,
2: Let's take a break. We come back. Let's talk about government spending money here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Appropriations bills are being put together. We'll talk to uh, Congressman Westerman about it. When we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, don't forget about what Pat Davis will tell you. He'll tell you, you just give him a call, he can save you thousands of dollars, and you can start saving that money and putting that money in your bank account today. That's right. You call him, and today he can get you started on saving that money. How does he save it? Well, uh, you know, you look at how much you own on your health premium. He'll cut 30 to 50% off of that. He'll get rid of your co-pays. He'll cut back on your deductible. And if you add that together, several hundred dollars a month, multiply that by 12, and over a year, you save thousand, you know a thousand or a couple of thousand dollars. And, and if you got a, a business, a small business out there, and you're still giving people health care, and uh, now they can get you a new plan for groups that have low deductibles and a little out-of-pocket expenses, he can save businesses tens of thousands of dollars with these plants. To get more information, ask questions, get answers, what you need to do is to call or to text one 605 6935 That's one 605 6935 or go online to yourhealthplanman.com Alright, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show. I'll send something to you, Congressman, you'll enjoy. It's a uh, a picture of uh, weathermen over in uh, Europe talking about temperatures in 2007, and then another one, another weather person, a meteorologist, talking about temperatures in 2023. When you look at the temperatures, they're just about exactly the same. In fact, in many instances, in oh seven they were higher than what they were in 2023, except the, 20, the 2023 graphic is all in red because Europe is burning, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, Greece is on fire right now with yeah. the forest fires. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, I just walked up four flights of stairs and it's pretty warm right here.
2: Well, they want us to think that it's all coming to an end. And, you know, they still show an inconvenient truth in high schools and in middle schools, uh, around the state and across the country, and that 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 piece of trash has been so disproven, it's amazing that they still show it.
3: Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's become more than uh, policy; it's religion, and people are just uh, they're sucked into it. Um, and you know, it's just you get you get to the point where you're talking about off the wall stuff like. Uh, Dropping nukes and volcanoes. Yeah, that, that's
1: that's more than religion. That's a cult, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's just become cultish, right? I mean, when you when you have a man of science who's who's apparently well educated, gone to school on the taxpayer dollar, at NASA, and he's talking about dropping nuclear bombs and volcanoes. I mean, at that point. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Jim's Jones
2: type stuff. Well, you're thinking you're talking about Conan the Barbarian where they're in front of the temple at the end and they're all the people are gathered. Doom. Doom. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, that's what's going on. It's crazy. All right. So let's get back and talk seriousness here. Uh, you guys are going to be doing appropriation write ups and and trying to get these through the Senate. Uh, first of all. Uh, what can we expect from the write-ups that you're doing? And secondly, do you think the Senate will even act on them?
3: Well, this week we're working on the uh, uh, military construction and veteran affairs bill. Okay. And uh, we'll be having markups on that. Hopefully, we'll vote on on that one. And also, we're working on the agriculture appropriations bill this week to try to get those two out uh, uh, this week and on the, uh, the military construction VA or Milcon VA, is what you'll hear it called um, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, I was complaining about to the VA director or secretary is is in the bill um, you know you're not going to be able to you're only going to be able to fly the, uh, the American flag the state flag and, and flags of the Armed services at VA facilities uh, that's in the base text of the bill <laughs> and we've also, Cut some funding to the um, the political uh, offices in the VA in the bill. Now we're increasing funding for veterans, um, but overall we're keeping the bill under the cap levels that we agreed on in the in the debt ceiling bill. And that's uh, I, I don't think the Senate's going to have much leverage because they voted for the debt ceiling bill too with the caps in it. So I, I think we can if we can get these bills through the house and go to conference on it, I think we'll come away with some good products.
2: Now the way that you're doing this, where you're writing up these appropriations and there's like what five or maybe there's eight of them. I forget the number of them, but 12 of them. There's 12. Okay. So you got 12 different appropriations that you write up. This is the way it's supposed to be done so that it's not in an omnibus, right?
3: That's right. Uh, And you know, when the last time Republicans were in the majority, we passed the 12 bills and sent them to the Senate, and they didn't do anything with them. Uh, so, you know, you get past the September 30th deadline, and then you, you do a continuing resolution, which means you just keep spending at the same level, and then the omnibus came down the road, which I don't... I've never voted for an omnibus because that's not the way we're going to get our spending under control. But the... Uh, the, the caveat now is in the debt limits bill, we had the, uh, the language in there that if we do a CR, there's an automatic 1% cut. Uh, and uh, CRs are not good, especially when you look at defense, because you can't start any new programs. Uh, you're just spending the same levels on the same programs that were approved in the, the previous spending bill. I so, uh, I would like to avoid that, but it's also nice to know that if we don't uh, get the appropriation bills done that it's going to reduce spending at that
2: point. Just talk for a second to the listeners, and we've got about a minute left, and that is that you all, as Congress, can look at that money and say it go, the money goes here, here, here. I mean, you can get really specific on it, Correct.
3: Yeah, it's the appropriation bills. It's uh, There's line items in there for all of the government programs uh, where, where the money goes.
2: Yeah, so when you say that you're going to cut back um, perhaps on the VA in areas, you can cut back in people's salaries at the top and take the money you saved there and apply it somewhere else, correct, uh, like to veterans?
3: That's, that's correct. So we can make sure the veterans get the services they were promised. But um, cut in other places or cut in other uh, other appropriation bills it's not like every appropriation bill has a cap on it there's a total cap, but everything has to fit under
2: okay all right, so we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye on that we'll talk about that even more so uh, next week because there'll be some things that you guys have already got done how many you got twelve of these to do how when do they need to be done
3: Ideally before September 30th, um, but uh, we've got a lot of work left to do. Most of them have been through committee, so now we just got to get them on the floor and get them passed and over to the Senate.
2: Okay, all right. Well, I'm happy to hear that you guys are going to s- save some money here this next time. That uh, that says that that, uh, that 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 cap bill that we saw, the ceiling bill that uh, was passed, uh, did what it was supposed to do. Correct.
3: Yeah, on the uh, on the debt or on the uh, top line number for appropriations, it it did. It also it raised the debt limit so that we can pay the bills that are already out there. Uh, but it's it's a move in the right direction.
2: All right, Congressman Bruce Westerman, keep up the good work. You're moving in the right direction. You're doing a good job. We appreciate you, sir. Thank you, Dave. Have a good day. Talk to you later. All right. Congressman Westerman here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. All right. We'll be back after the news. That's coming up on the top of the hour. And guess what? Susie
4: Parker will be here. Stories
2: that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. And, uh, Susie, you've had some stuff going down in Sheridan. Bring us up. Up to date on the stories that you're working on.
4: Well, I'm glad to be here. I I, th- I, figured, I thought I was going to be late, but better to come late They never come at all. They say you were down here. in South Arkansas. No, Sheridan is a uh, – it's still going over there between the school district, um, just refusing to understand and follow the Freedom of Information Act that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been battling that all month, um, literally all month, since the 4th of July, and um, – Then there's the veteran who has the big uh, utility pole situation, guy wires going into his yard. That's supposed to happen tomorrow. I've tried to stop that, but I don't think there's any way of uh, stopping that and then there's a new drama in sheridan it's the gift that keeps giving and i'll go a little more into that i guess in a little bit about how sheridan gifted me with uh my basically my whole uh sex riding career but um there's a new uh there's a a situation going on where the city government has decided to enforce um an ordinance of eight inches of grass so people are going around turning neighbors in to city hall um uh the code force enforcer uh, going around uh measuring your grass i guess um you know eight inches and you are slapped with a violation and uh zoning problems people building too close to not following the the zoning um ordinance that is on the books there
2: specifically following it close enough for them
4: that's right. Okay. So, like ten feet closer than it should be to someone else's property. It goes on and on. So Sheridan is the gift that just keeps giving and giving and giving.
2: Okay, I'm sitting here and I just saw, just saw Jimmy pull out a big old book yeah. and lay it down. It's book day. And you know, there's something important coming up. He's got a big old book. <laughs> And oh, you got uh, <laughs> you got a book too.
4: Yes, yeah, about the Clintons. I'm rereading. Oh, we can study. Yeah, yeah, study land deals.
1: Oh,
2: don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what what I pulled? Yeah, Clintons and that. land deals kind of go hand in hand now, don't yeah, they? they? Yeah, they do. Shady. Okay.
1: What I pulled out is our good friend Robert Steinbuck's book, The Arkansas Freedom Information Act Sixth Edition, which is invaluable information when it comes to FOIA and what we're going to talk about later. So I've actually got a section. Uh, pulled up in it uh, looks so, like it's about eight inches yeah i i can tell you this <laughs> it's thick the, the i'm gonna brag on robert i'm gonna take a second like i always do but this this book is don't the, brag too much yeah You've i know i know he, yeah yeah uh, chris Thomas, corbett you know chris corbett shaking his head right now you know don't <laughs> brag on robert anymore but this book l- literally i don't know any full-time city attorney that does not have this book on their desk this as far as references to FOIA, you can
2: surprise it, me that they've got that on their desk I, I oh they do haven't
4: seen
1: it They <laughs> <I>
2: haven't
4: <laughs> seen it in sheridan
1: you uh, know yeah i can i they may, not, they may not show it to you but they've got it and uh, judges literally make rulings based off information in robert's book so when okay, it comes the to the judges
2: FOIA, do but the people who are supposed to do FOIA. They use it as a doorstop.
1: Yeah. Well, they they, they actually use it yeah. to stay on top of the law, but they also <laughs> use it in a, in a in a way to try to get out, which is what we're going to talk about on some of uh, Susie's stuff uh, on their approach to FOIA and stuff. And so, anyhow, it's a great reference as well. Well, yeah, saying. it
2: should be. I mean, yeah. And everybody should, should have a copy. If you're, um, you know, with some of, you know, a, a C kind of uh, group, non Nonprofit group, and you're working in the political realm. I'm guaranteeing you, you need to have a copy. Any, of that. if
1: you're involved in FOIA in this state in any way, shape, or form, I cannot tell you how valuable this book is to you. All
2: right, I'll, I'll let you know that this is what uh, Jimmy reads when he's laying next to his his uh, big pool, and uh, his wife brings him his drinks and stuff. <laughs> he sits out there in the sun, and he reads this book. <laughs> I do read st- it a stays, lot. And stays awake while he's <laughs> reading it.
4: While he's reading it, I'm fighting it.
2: Yeah, you're out there fighting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll
4: fight. Oh, I mean, let and, me tell you, I, fight I get
2: too. in the
1: dirt quick.
2: And then we, and and this is something that is going to become down and dirty more and more as we go along. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think we, we all know that that's coming.
1: Oh, that, we've already had that one big fight in uh, the legisl- last legislative session in the— in, I mean, the the fight is coming between Attorney General Tim Griffin and and us on FOIA. It's just coming. Yeah. I mean, the lines have been drawn.
2: My biggest problem with what the Attorney General is trying to do with these, these meetings is that the meetings are going to be private. He's trying to make them private. You're going to have private meetings dealing with a transparency issue. I just to me That's ironic I, yeah, and not beyond, right. It's beyond ironic yes. to be honest.
1: Well they don't the, the, the advisory group does not fall under the open meeting laws, but they do fall under FOIA. And matter of fact that was something that I've been working on that on some FOIA's I sent the Attorney General on the FOIA group and the responses they sent me which are just ludicrous and matter of fact I'm gonna write about it. Uh, the end of this week, and I'm going to use a lot of what's in Robert's book to combat what the Attorney General is saying because it's just not true.
2: All right. Well, this is this is what you can expect. There is a law on the books, and you're supposed to be paying attention to yeah. it. Now, yeah. are, is he, AG, is he looking to change? Well, he he says that he's not. He just says that he wants to bring it up to snuff for the time that we live in and to me, that's like saying I want to change it.
1: Well, he, he and <laughs> as you guys know he he already uh, in the legislative session. He and Re- State Representative David Ray and, and the State Senator Brian Davis, Russellville, they put the bill before the committee to gut for you. That was Tim Griffin right there with him. His entire staff presented that bill. So we already know what he wants. Now, I, I encourage everybody, if you didn't see Robert Steinbeck's um, column in the Arkansas Democratic Gazette last Sunday, I'm going to post it today. Okay, I would encourage everybody to go read it because what Tim Griffin is saying, the Attorney General is saying, he, that the commission back in 2000, it came up with these things and these are their wishes. And Robert pretty much, picks that apart in the in the way only robert can do it right and he goes in great detail of what the commission was actually set up and what their recommendation recommendations actually were segue to next week and susie will like this um because robert also talks about the freedom of information task force set up by the legislature next wednesday we're going to have the chairman of that task force robert moritz on with us to talk about the task force, and which he says this group, the Tim Griffin form, was a kick in the teeth to the task force. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know uh-huh. why you got to have
2: another task force when you already have a group of people that are watching over and making changes to FOIA as needed.
1: I well, think it looks shady. You, you, you It does look. Shady, <laughs> I mean, shady. Oh, no, it does, Susie. You're, you're exactly right. It's in the right. shade. And in the dark, in the closet. Know, the reason Tim Griffin formed this group, I'm mean, one of the reasons, I believe, is because the task force, when they're, when Tim Griffin and David Ray and Brandon Davis put their bill forward, the task force voted unanimously against it. Yeah, well, they never brought it to them. Well, but they still we met. I know you yeah. guys saw How it. How do I get on a task it. force? I and, uh, need to
4: be on task force.
1: And uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. Start you know, David Ray and them didn't even bring it to the task force, but the task force met on it. And as Robert will uh, tell you, they, they which is, it's very seldom that they're unanimously, but they unanimously vote against it. So if you're the attorney general, you're going okay. Well, they're not for what I want to do. They voted unanimously against it. What yeah, they're I do, totally against. it. Yeah. So what I do, I create my own little group that I stack with the two people that, that sponsored this bill and two of my staff members. Right. Mm-hmm. So to to uh, Susie's word, shady. Well, yeah. When you when you, the public looks at it and they go, wait a minute. Yeah, and you, you don't yeah.
2: include. The two people who have done more dealing with, uh, you know, FOIA than anybody else here in the state, they're not even on your, yeah, your no. in your
1: group. Joey McCutcheon and Robert Steinberg. Yeah, I mean the foremost authorities on FOIA are not even on your. Now, John Tull, who's on the FOIA task force, who is a uh, an attorney who has been a defender of FOIA for quite some time, he put him on the group. Well, I'm glad, John. Accepted that invitation because we need to know what's going on in that group, and the only way we're going to find out is have somebody like John Tull on it. Okay? I agree with that. And, and
4: you got, yeah, the and Arkansas Press Association, Ashley
1: Wimberley. And uh, um, uh, we'll talk about that another time, <laughs> but uh, those
4: are my eyes rolling, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we
2: get into the press association so stuff, yest- yesterday, you were mentioning about what I had said at the beginning of the show. And I, I always talk about the AP style book. And the AP style book is like a Bible in press rooms. I mean, this is how mm-hmm. you, you address yes. things. And now they're all into the pronoun stuff. They're, all of that. I read a – you're going to love this. I read a, a a headline yesterday from a newspaper, and here's what it said. Man allegedly kills pregnant boyfriend.
4: I have to have some more coffee. <laughs>
2: I have two cups today. I'm ready. Every time, every time I, I say that, <laughs> I I just go, how in the well, hell do they let that When you kind said of stuff
1: that, I, I'm sitting in the kitchen. I'm making mom breakfast. I'm making my dogs their omelet. I make them every morning. Wow. I'm sitting there. I'm doing my deal. i am got the show on, and, and I hear Dave goes, he reads that headline, and I just go, well, what? <laughs>
2: now, that got, my, that got my attention. That, <laughs> see, that tells me that the <laughs> AP— has sucked up to everything that uh, the left is saying about language.
4: I think that's why we need more media, more outlets, that's just straight down the middle giving facts. Yeah. Real
2: facts. Well, but that's a problem. Now, you know, because when you went to become a journalist, yes. it was called objective journalism. That's right. Now, when you go, that's not what it is. You pick. You pick your side.
4: That's right. I'm all about bringing facts back. That's kind of my mission you know, currently. It becomes yeah. you know,
2: advocacy journalism. That's
4: right. Because I believe journalism is black and white. You know, I agree. He said, she said. And you let he, the
2: reader she, or the viewer that's right. or the listener hear both
4: sides and they and the make story. up their there, mind about right. the story. There's a that's di-
2: right.
1: There's a difference between opinion authors and opinion pieces and
4: reporting. Right? Yes, I'm a reporter. Yeah. Guys, that's why when you
2: pick up the paper or your tablet, whichever you use, and you look in it and it says opinion at yeah. the bottom, and yeah. you hit that and you go read the opinion piece. I mean,
4: I've ri- I've written opinion pieces. I mean, I've done that and columns, but when I'm reporting a story, it's totally I want, different. It's totally different. And that's where it's blurred. People do not know, jur- young journalists maybe old journalists, don't know the difference anymore.
1: I agree. And, like, I'm not a journalist, but when when I do th- do things and I do stories and, and posts and stuff, you know, I present documented facts or, or video recordings. I'm going to give you facts. Now, I'm going to give you my opinion
4: I will never, on those facts. I don't. I stay right down the... Well, I'm not a journalist, though. Right.
1: I'm just Jimmy on Facebook and an social Ewok. media, right? My little
4: Ewok. Yeah. My <laughs> little Ewok him.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what an Ewok is. And it, uh, while you kids were busy, while you kids were playing Star Wars, I was out hauling hay. Okay?
4: <laughs> hey, <laughs> it teaches you how to fight in life, yeah, does it yeah, not? Yeah. It yeah
1: I, hauling, hay, hauling hay teaches you how to fight in life. Yeah.
4: Does it? Yeah. Try try, being someone with a lightsaber.
1: Try when it's 105 degrees.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got you. Well, we get we're going to get into 105 degrees later. You
1: did say something. I want to make clear. No, that's not (laughs) how you look. I'm and, uh, just
4: being cute.
1: And, uh, I don't even know what that is.
4: It's a Ewok. And, uh, an Ewok. That's an Ewok. Like I said, don't know what an Ewok him, is. Don't gonna, care Dave, what an Ewok is. Dave, we're going to give him a, a Star I mean, Wars that's
1: 101. That's the Empire Strikes Back, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm sitting there with two nerds in.
4: <laughs> yeah, <I mean, laughs> we're going to have to give him a Star yeah. Wars 101. Yeah, we'll but I do, do want to make
1: clear what you said though, <laughs> because I do, I do, I do a lot. Okay, and I do investigations, and I work very, very hard at it. But I'm trying to make clear, to people. I'm not a journalist and I'm not a reporter. I do what I do, and I'm very good at it, and I'm proud of what I do. But I'd never try to portray myself as a as a journalist or a reporter.
4: No, and we need more people like you out there. you know Oh God, Let's talk. We'll talk some, about I have that. I found in a few, a few <laughs> in South Arkansas. To right. say that
2: we'll yeah. talk about that as we go along. Twenty-one minutes after eight, Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about uh, PI <laughs> Roofing. PI Roofing is also a general contractor, and they can get all of those uh, things that have been screwed up in your house or around your house because of the storms, the straight-line winds, the tornadoes that we've had over the last few months here in central Arkansas. They can get you up to snuff and get your your home back to 100%. It's taken some time, a lot of damage out there. Uh, you still drive over on the west side of the city, lot of blue on top of those roofs as they're being fixed because it takes it takes some time to to get those roofs uh you know re-roofed to put it that way but uh PI roofing will be help uh you know, happy to help you out all you got to do is call them 501-707-3115 501-707-3115 please mention to them I heard about them uh, about you on the Dave Ellswick show They'll take good care of you and they'll get things up to 100% snuff again. Or you can do it online. Go to piroofing.com. They were uh, talking about the show and and uh, carrying on conversation. And, you know, they were talking about how it was costing them money. And then they, they just got into really, really about what we were saying about the reporting and stuff. And, yeah, they were crying, man. They were upset, guys. <laughs> I, I, I kind of felt sorry for a moment. <laughs> for, for a moment
1: for yeah. a very short half moment. a second
2: you know it's just really it's ridiculous uh, and and that's uh we've got five minutes let's kind of talk about this because mark lauder is coming up and we're going to talk about weaponization of the fbi and the doj but let's talk about this story in conway this goes along with what I said yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 start talking about it. But what we what we have is uh, there were t- there were two incidents in Conway, two days in a row, where two people tragically died uh, in incidents with police. Not not as a result of the police, but. Th- they call what's in custody death. Okay, but I'm gonna let me just stop you there, mm-hmm. because anybody who watched
2: the story about the guy's death there by the McDonald's that took off running, they believed that he died because of the police.
1: They the, the because of the the media, which uh, Channel Seven story uh, uh, with Brenda Lip- Lipinski, okay. You know, I'll give you an example. It starts out the title of the story is Why did why did you have to beat him?
2: Now there you okay. go. Okay. In
1: says, Ask mother after son dies in police custody. It's <laughs> like your
2: pregnant boyfriend.
1: And I know we're gonna talk about this quite a bit this story quite a bit later in in why I believe it's so irresponsible. But they go into a deal where she she quotes a so called witness that won't give their name because they told brenda that they're scared of the police but the witness and she puts it in big quotes in the story okay and i'm rolling the story up right now uh to where they put it in big quotes the witness claims that they saw the police do this not just saw it yeah. But recorded. And claim they recorded it. Okay. So they put in big quotes from this from this so called witness who they don't identify at all. Is his body was shaking nonstop and the officers kept throwing his body around, the witness said. They tased him to where foam was coming out of his mouth.
2: Okay. Now on top of this this is really bad, as far as I'm concerned, um, Susie. This witness, and I'm air quoting, all right. Yeah. The witness said they had video of this, mm-hmm. but never showed it to the reporter, and has not been able to produce it since they said that they had it.
4: Well, that's my. That was my. Now I've been, you know, all about eight inches and in poles over in Sheridan, yeah, yeah. so I have not been well um, on top of this but let me just say this that was my question i wrote down where's the video the reporter just said at least let me see the video absolutely let me see the video i and then the reporter could say you know this report you know the reporter saw the video xyz happened in the video well they give a video
2: and here's the here's the other thing where is the video but if they couldn't show me him foaming at the mouth and 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 all that I don't report that in my story. It's it's dead at that well, point. You gotta, There's no does proof she, of
4: it. D- does she see the video? Do we know what they she saw? They give a video. They got a
2: video, but it doesn't okay. show anything the, like they're the talking about. What the witness
1: gave them is a video but, of firefighters, EMTs, and two police police officers giving medical attention, helping the guy.
4: No, she does. She see the video. Does she see the video that allegedly? No. No. Okay,
1: well, then that's irresponsible journalism. Well, I think it's irresponsible from the start because you give a headline. Mitch M- I'm going to go back to Mitch McCoy because he was the last objective news reporter in Little Rocket. at 20 seconds.
2: seconds to get back. To
1: all right, me. all right. And I know we're going to talk about this later yeah. in the show. Yeah, clip, we but, are. But, but Mitch McCoy would have never run with a headline like that. He
4: might have he, said, now, Qu- to question, credit, quest, questions now, to her arise. credit, wait, wait, wait. Well, let, her me, credit, let finish. No, she but, may no, not have written
1: the headline. No, I, it, it doesn't matter. Her name's on the story. All right. If it's not her, keep
2: your, keep, keep your thoughts. All right. We'll come back. Time for Hannity. And in journalism in this country, it, it doesn't just happen, look, in Little Rock. It happens on the nightly news, on NBC, ABC, CBS. Everywhere I look, it's happening. A- and uh, the whole thing of opinion in news, uh, advocacy journalism rules now. And it shouldn't because that's never what the founding fathers never saw, journalism that way. They saw it as being a methodology of getting the facts to the general public so that they could make their decisions. If there was any kind of opinion, it always was on what we would call now an editorial page, okay, or an opinion page. That's where you want to read opinion, not to read facts. When you look at the front page of a newspaper, when you listen to a news story on a um, newscast uh, on television or in the the news um, that's presented on the radio, that should be factual. It's the biggest problem I've got with NPR is a lot of their material is not, I mean, all things considered. It, that's It's not factual, I'm telling you that much. No, you know, and I thought, I thought about that from the time I went into college because, unlike both of you, I've been around a few more years, and I was in college when uh, NPR was just being started. My, one of my professors was one of the guys that was starting NPR from Moorhead yeah. State University. And when he came out and said the government was going to have uh, news stories, I held up my hand and I said— well, that's the fox watch in the chicken cage. Yeah, you know, I mean, I told him that then, and and it's it's just gotten worse since
4: 1971. Just gotten worse. Okay. And I know we talk about this agenda journalism, but let me just say this across the board: there's not just agenda journalism. There's just sloppy reporting. Well, yeah. Whether it's agenda or not, you're in. You know that people do not. That's why when you're doing investigative journalism, it takes weeks, months, sometimes to piece it all together. I have tons of stuff I could just throw out there, but I don't. But like, I don't know if that's agenda journalism, but it's certainly sloppy. If
1: you look at V's pattern, I don't watch the network news because okay. I'm too well, busy i said KATV. If you watch KATV's patterns over the last 10 years, it's agenda-driven. I mean, there's just a clear pattern of that. It's no different than CNN or MSNBC.
2: Now, I will not disagree with you that they've gotten more... Leftist.
1: Now you add sloppy, you add sloppy with a false narrative agenda No, and it just makes, makes
2: get, it worse. Yeah, then you get you get a small fire, you get a I'm burning just saying the, building.
4: A lot of these reporters are not Ten reporters seconds. anymore. They're they major in PR and advertising and and we'll not, talk about yeah.
2: that when we come back. We'll talk about that and the state of journalism. Boy, this morphed into a whole different story. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
0: <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo
2: Where's the Tylenol? All right, yeah, where's the Tylenol? Where's the whiskey? As we're sitting, yeah, as we're sitting here talking about this, the, the reason that we get so passionate about what we're talking about is because we want the truth to come out. And sometimes I believe the people who are working with TV stations today, with newspapers today, the truth is second fiddle to everything.
1: I don't even think and, it comes in second. But, and what?
2: that's and that that's a problem. That's a serious serious problem. Yeah. What you end up doing is building up false narratives in your own neighborhoods. You don't want to do that, you know. You live here too, all right. You live here too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that, but you know it's like it's it's like what Jimmy was saying. You know he's reported on bad cops as well as good cops. I've done the same. I know that uh, that's the exact same thing that uh, uh, Susie has done as as well. There's time you listen to this show long enough that people that I respect highly, we've gotten into it here on this show, because I believe that they're leading people basically astray with some of the things that they do and. When I ask them why they're doing what they're doing and I don't get a straight answer, now you know what happens? You're starting to put yourself in the side of the people that I've been carrying that I don't trust. And I don't want to not trust you.
4: Well, and I want to say something. I know I said I had a master's in journalism. I do. And I'm a bachelor's. But I take journalism when I was studying journalism – you you know, I was a, I am a member of the Society of Professional Journalists. We have a code of ethics and I take it very, very seriously and it makes me very angry when other reporters do not go with the same ethics yeah, I have. It's like if you're a it's, cop
2: and you see cops breaking exactly. the
4: law. Exactly. It's the same thing. We have an oath and there's a lot of sloppy reporters out there. I can name several. Some are just some are just playing reporter and you and I like my facts in black and white and if you know, there's the old saying, there's two sides to every story. But really, a good story, there's many sides to it. And a good reporter will find all the sides and see the video and say they saw the video. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I've got friends that are out there that are journalism uh, majors from years ago. And uh, they're like me. They they watch what's going on, and they just shake their head. Just like what you're doing right now, Susie. So you're shaking your head going... I don't know what the heck is going on yeah. in the profession. I, it's,
1: it's unethical what Channel 7's done. I, I'm
2: going to agree know. with you. Agree. That, that I, story, I just that I, story. You yeah. don't have to tell me about all the rest of them. Just that story the, alone, uh, alone is, as Susie says, sloppy, yes, but it's unethical
1: as well. I, I reached out to Brenda and Amy as well. I know them. I've dealt with them. I've had many conversations with them uh, in um, uh brenda's voicemail is full so i texted her and she she read it just shortly after i texted her i said hey brenda we're going to talk about your story in my post wednesday morning on the dave elson show 101.1 fm the answer you know uh i certainly took issue and you to task on it and if you would like to join us for the conversation you're more than welcome let me know and thanks well she read it just a few minutes after I sent it, and I've got no response. No But well, I knew, but she I, knew I wasn't going to get it. one. Yeah. But I'm
2: just saying, yeah. typically, and don't, you know, if, if you're listening right now, typically, let me just tell you this. If I don't hear something back immediately, I know that they don't want to talk about it, yeah. all right? And they're not going to talk about it. And I might hit them up one more time, just one more time. Give them, give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well— Maybe they ate something bad, yeah. <laughs> like Scrooge or something like that. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll come back. I to mean, them.
1: I w- I would legitimately love to have Brenda or Amy Sullivan, the news director for Channel Seven, on here to defend their story and their position on it. Yeah, I would love to hear that.
2: Well, here's the key about this particular story. Let me let me lay out something that I think about a lot. Look, we had the police chief here from North Little Rock on. We've had the police chief from Little Rock on. And they talk about how difficult it is now to get police officers here in the city. Very difficult. Because of what's been reported about police officers, not only in a local story, but also in national stories. And the defund the police movement that's going on. And and, uh, groups that are out there like Black Lives Matter saying basically all police officers are scumbags. Things of that nature. Guess what? When you go out and you report some kind of story like this, that's the kind of narrative you're setting up in your own freaking community. Why would you want to do that? If you got bad cops, that's one thing. But if by reporting and not giving the full story, it's ridiculous.
1: I've said it. I said it in the post. I'm going to keep saying it. it- it It creates division and hate absolutely in the community.
2: and i don't not, i don't disagree with that, and I hope that they understand that
4: well, and you know i'll say this, you know these reporters who don't live in these small towns don't know these small towns, yeah. you know that's why local journalism I will always be beating this drum um to death, <laughs> but local journalism is important. Brenda Lipinski comes in doesn't probably I, I don't know her i've never seen her but you know i don't know if she's from conway or not i'm guessing probably not but you know these reporters come in from like if a reporter from little rock went down to rising where i live there's no way they would know the ins and outs of or who a witness yeah, was you probably, don't, their h- agenda- you
2: probably don't know anybody down there i mean i that, know you do but yeah, i'm just no saying, so you're going, you not. know
4: they're they're going to uh th- they parachute in they parachute out well, agenda or no agenda. They just they you know, they get try to get a story. They don't dig deep.
2: And Jimmy knows this as well. Yeah. Look, I've been here in yeah. in, in Little Rock now twenty three years. I've dealt with mm-hmm. my my GM just the other day said to me, he says, I can't believe how many people you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get to know everybody. It's important for me yeah. to know everybody, yeah. whether I like them or I don't like them. I need to know who they are and what they think and what they believe. Yeah. And uh, because that plays into this when, you do, when you're when you reporting stories. I know who I can believe and who That's I can. That's right.
4: So this is what I'm saying with, with her. This witness may not even be credible. We don't That's even know exactly who the right. – I, I mean, it could be a compulsive – they don't, if they tell don't me know.
2: If they tell me they got – They've got uh, tape on something I am mean, not am going to say tape, but video. that's going back to my old days, but if they tell me they got they got a video of yeah. something and that they don't show it to me
4: yeah. no, if, I, I ain't don't. even going to mention well, me it. brenda either. gave
1: Brenda gave her credibility or gave the witness credibility, and this is what is part of what I said in the post, and I stand by it. It's my opinion, but I stand by it today. I said Brenda's clear intent. With their story is to convince the viewers and readers that Williams was beaten, tased, and murdered by by the Conway police. Well, my, it, make my, a, it makes a question. great
2: story yeah. if you can prove it. Yeah. My I'm question. Just saying,
1: yeah. I understand
2: where you're yeah. at because you're a journalist. Yeah. I understand that. But here's the key. You don't go out there and try to prove a negative unless you got the information yeah. to prove the negative.
1: And what you did is you just gave you just gave a a non credible source, a very non credible source, credibility. And you gave every person who says anything negative about the police
2: yeah. credibility. That's the part. Well yeah, bad and we part. just don't know who the witness was. That's right. Don't you know, know anything. Know.
1: And that's why I go back to that point and and I I bring up Mitch the only reason I bring up Mitch is because he was. He was the last you know, objective reporter in the Little Rock market. And a guy like a reporter like Mitch would have never ran that, would have never ran that quote without something to back it up.
2: I'm surprised that they did. They ran the story in the first place because here's my my whole key about, you know, watching a lot of uh, what goes for journalism today. When's the last time any of these news stations around here had, quote, an I-team? Now, when I when mm-hmm. I say that, Susie knows exactly what I mean. You should know what I yeah. mean as far as that goes, Jimmy. An investigative yeah. team, they don't. You want to know why? Because a lot of uh, a lot of advertisers don't like investigative journalism. That's
4: exactly it. That's why you're seeing more and more. And you want to know independ- why that's important? Mm-hmm.
2: Because why? If they don't advertise, because when you're the local TV station, the The place that you can sell most of your advertising is on the news. That's where you can make your money.
4: And then in local papers...
2: Same thing. Same
4: thing now. I mean, I know local papers not covering stories because they do not want to to, uh, make advertisers mad. That's why
2: I have such a high regard for William Paley, who started CBS News. Because... CBS News, National News, lost money year after year after year after year. And he said that's what news will always do. It will always lose money. If you want to read a great uh, book, read William Paley's The Camera Never Blinks. May I suggest you read that book?
4: Yes, I did. In journalism school.
2: Yeah, it's a great, great book.
1: There was a very popular Uh, not as popular as, as you, Dave, but a very popular radio guy that did a news show in Little Rock that you know. You probably know who I'm talking about. And at the station he was at, he did, he did a segment with facts from the Secretary of State and documents on a company that was involved with Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next day, his station manager comes to him. And has a long talk with him. and says, hey, i got to suspend you for two days, and I need you to do a retraction. Even though the thing was factual, he had to do it because a major advertiser was friends with the people he was talking about. I'll give you a
2: personal story, yeah. all right? This was about the third year that I was here. I was on another radio station, and I started talking about air quality. And I started talking about uh, who's the people who talk about air quality of uh, net, the Lung and whatever association, mm. and uh, they were they were talking about how bad the pollution was, and uh, the government was going off on West Memphis because they had too much pollution to build a, a car factory and this and that, and I said, you know what they don't tell you is that where they put these monitors up at, and I started talking about. They put it where the pollution's terrible and so they tell you the air everywhere sucks when that's not the case. Yeah. That group pulled all of their advertising mm-hmm. from our radio station and uh, Jim Beard called me in, he was the GM at the time, and he said uh, tell me about this story, and I and I went through it with him, and he says keep up the good work and sent me back to Yeah, he didn't bow back on the air. No, this is
4: this is why I'm an independent journalist. I don't work for anyone. I'm self-employed. Yeah, I, you know, I've worked until I
2: win the lottery and buy radio stations and (laughs) she'll work for me.
4: That's right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. (laughs) I know you're waiting. No, but that way no one can control me. (laughs) Like if I find a story, I can, you know, try to sell it or or.
2: Okay, I'm being. T- I'm being told I got to get oh. a break, in. if I get, I don't, I don't. I'm afraid that Aaron's going to come over and, and hit me. I mean, he's a quarter. Yeah, he's you know, a see, quarterback. He, he doesn't just, hit. He just, yeah, that's true. He quarterback. He got hit. hit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just keep that in mind. All right. Uh, real quickly, let me talk about my good friends over at QC Kinetics and what they're doing. They're helping people just like you every day, every day here in Central Arkansas, across the state. In fact with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissues. Here's what they do. They take the latest advances in regenerative medicine. They take your own body's healing agents, and then they concentrate them right in the area where you have most of your pain at, whether that's in your hands, your feet, your knees, and your back. I get up every morning, and it's what I think.
0: The smell of napalm in the morning smells like
2: victory. That's right. I go to war every day. Robert DeVos. When i wake yeah. greatest American living actor yeah. today. I agree with that. Now, he's a great actor. One of my favorite movies of his is a very small movie he did called Tango. Have you ever seen that one? Mm. Where he's tangoing with the women all the time. I didn't see that. I've seen most of it. It's a great movie. It really is. It's a great. The movie. The Great
1: Santini was a good. One. Oh,
2: that's a fantastic yeah. movie. That yeah. that is a, an amazing movie. Uh, but the last movie star, and I'll I'll stand on this, is Tom Cruise. He's the last true movie star.
4: What's Not it? Mitch McCoy. Yeah.
2: Mitch McCoy, no. (laughs) I'm
4: joking. I couldn't resist (laughs) it. we're
2: making fun of you. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, you don't mind that. I I know, he doesn't care. I couldn't
4: resist (laughs) it. No, Tom Cruise? Yeah. He's the last big
2: movie star. Maybe you might be able to make a little bit of an argument for Brad Pitt.
4: No, Robert Downey Jr., we talked about him let last me just, time. Well, let me t- have you
2: seen Oppenheimer? In not, the yet. Yet? not yet. If, I'm just, I'm Robert, just. if Robert Downey Jr. does not get at least an, an Academy Award nomination for that, there is no justice in the universe. Uh, yeah.
4: I, he's a great. He's a great. Uh, I just. Well, this this is back to 80s. what
2: he was before he did all the drugs. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He had a. The down beginning. Gear, yeah. he, he was really, really, really good. I go Robert. Really guy. good in this. I go movie.
1: Robert Deval and Denzel Washington in that.
2: Denzel order. Washington's good. He's coming out. This, you know, in, they got a new equalizer
1: with Mitch McCoy. a Solid number three. <laughs>
2: Very good, very good. I like that. You
1: know area. what? I'm on ca- he's I'm woken, a- woken up now. Know, woken woken up. I'm going to call, I'm gonna call him back and see if we can get him on the show. His the next ears. Time.
2: His ears must be burning <laughs> over him. He's in what? He's in St. St. Louis? St. Louis.
1: He went to a much bigger market, big promotion. Yeah, he's got a lot that he can
2: do. Eight muck. inches big. A yeah. lot. A lot of places he can <laughs> go, yeah. and he can do a lot of muckraking.
1: Yeah, he's in, He's
4: doing <laughs> well. up there. But he <laughs> could He could have just gone to Sheridan. He didn't have to the move. Well, that's true, I've Cheaper cost of living. Cover eight-inch
2: grass doors. Yeah. By the way, we want to cover that story because yeah. it's crazy.
4: Should your grasp be as high? Well, as you we want to, to
2: talk about that f- because about how <laughs> the government tries to intimidate. Let me give you an example okay. of this. I didn't have to have my taxes done until the end of July because of the tornado. The tornado didn't even touch where I was at. All right, but they gave me till July. If I can hold on to my money until July, I'm going to hold on to my money. <laughs> they hold on. And to your so, money. I, yeah. So I, I. I filled it out. I owe. I'm paying it back to the governor, a government. What they don't tell you, they give you a year to pay if you owe, you know, that you can pay it. But they'll send you a letter like uh, a couple of months after they, you know, you find out you owe them something. And it won't start with, uh, you know, like this, dear Mr. Ellswick, uh, we received your paperwork. uh, We understand you owe. And then they put the amount and uh, you have until this date to pay your your bill no no no, 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 dear Mr. Ellswick, you owe so such and such a money, realize that if you do not pay this money back by this date, we may put a uh, you know you know go after your house, go after your car, go after your first born child, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They will try to intimidate you with that. My CPA told me, you know, he said, Dave, you're going to get a letter like that. And I said, well, I'll just try to hide it from my wife because my wife gets totally freaked out if she sees something like that. And uh, I look at it and I go, eh, you know, because I know what my rights are, so I'm not worried about it. They're not going to come after me. Anyway, I'll have it paid off within a couple more months and be done with it. But this is something that the government does. They will try to intimidate you. They will try to intimidate you if you sit down at a school board meeting and you try to ask questions. And we'll give you a perfect example of that with some audio that we have uh, for you today. Uh, they'll send you letters like down in Sheridan if you haven't cut your grass to what they they want done. And we got you know have got evidence of that as well. We'll we'll we'll, we'll touch base with all of always remember the government works for you. You do not need to be afraid of the government unless you are going out and breaking the law uh, yourself and doing it willingly. Keep that in mind as well. All right, a break. News, back with you. More to talk about Dave Ellswick show.